This is the Brothers on Books podcast, the greatest podcast with the best brothers talking about the best books. Please welcome your hosts, Jack and Alex, the Brothers on Books. What it do, what it do. This is the Brothers on Books podcast, where we find great books that will give you real value and actionable steps and have fun in the process. Please reach out to us at brothersonbooks at gmail.com for any book recommendations or if you would like to be a guest host for a particular book you have in mind. A great review or rating on whichever platform you're listening to this would be greatly appreciated. And lastly, if you can think of any friend, family member, or coworker that might like this episode, please pass it along. For the original episodes, the OGs, please visit brothersonbooks.com. This is Jack here on a solo mission. I feel inclined to tell you about the book by Aaron Clary titled Sanity is the Future of Wealth. In episode 22, Al and I discussed Aaron Clary's book, The Book of Numbers, which discussed the ROI on the pursuit of women. The pursuit of women is by and large a qualitative endeavor that Mr. Clary tried to convey in a quantitative manner, and I think he did a good job of it. I find him a free and incredibly critical thinker. He's definitely a polarizing figure with the more liberal population. And this book continued to, for better or worse, bash leftists. But if you're on the left, it might be worthwhile reading to try and get the other view and challenge your thinking. Although less than 50 pages, this book packs a punch and is thought provoking. It's been a while since I've thought so much after reading a book and actually thinking of implementing different actions to pursue, which I'll describe at the end of the episode. His first idea is to decouple money from wealth. Historically, more money translated into an easier life and even improved health. So more money did translate into more wealth. This is no longer the case, Kerry states. And while on the low end of the income scales, I would argue, I would say, I agree with him as one makes more money and their basic needs are met. For examples, my Hyundai Veloster gets me to my destination just the same as a Ferrari. My cool high school t-shirts provide me with just as much comfort as some of those Christian Dior shirts. He makes the argument that people that have 1 million times more money don't really have 1 million times better lives and don't live exponentially longer. So as we move into a utopian state and everyone is quote unquote wealthy, the only thing that will really matter is other humans. Others company is the true source of happiness. Let me repeat that because sometimes I think we lose sight of that. Others company is the true source of happiness. And if you can appreciate humans for what they are, all you really need in life is food, clothing, shelter, and others. And you're and you truly don't care if others have materially more than you. In section three, titled Forever Lazy equals Forever Envious equals Forever Inferior, he starts his true bashing session on the leftists, stating, at their core, leftists are lazy. He says they do not want to work, and they are envious. They cannot stand being inferior, and if they see someone with even a little bit more They want to take that person down to their level. And while they can try and oftentimes are successful at taking money from quote unquote the rich, certain aspects of life cannot be confiscated and redistributed. Things like skill, beauty, talent, friends, 
love, sex, strength, creativity, looks. And well, I, I think you get the picture. I mean, this is a super interesting thought. It makes me think even more about the separation between our fiat money system and the real world. One needs to focus on intangible assets such as skills, health, and abilities, because that will always beat the system that is trying to redistribute value. Those traits and intangible assets that one can acquire are mostly through hard work, dedication, effort, and toil, and cannot be stolen and redistributed. So in Clary's words, what is left to do to try and take those non-financial assets and redistribute them to the leftists? The first thing they'll do is redefine excellence, accomplishment, and achievement. They try to eliminate excellence by destroying the objective standards that measure superiority. With no measuring stick, there's no way to say one thing is better than another. Did you see this in many facets of life? For example, not keeping score in sporting events, eliminating GPAs, and giving participation trophies. One thing I remember from high school is that there were a lot of award ceremonies. And while we actually did have grade point averages, at some point, I think the students even understood that they don't really mean a whole lot. Now, I did care slightly about my class rank, but in terms of getting a piece of paper every semester, not so much. When I was playing sports, there was never a point when we didn't keep score and just had fun, I guess. Even if we were playing three-on-three -three soccer in my driveway at 10 p.m. on a Saturday night, we were still keeping score. Now, there was a lot of fun had, and having fun, especially at a young age, I think is very important. But how would we possibly know if we were getting better or not? While I will say some sports, oftentimes team sports, are harder to evaluate players at a younger age, as you might see technical ability without the physical attributes, it's still a gauge as to the fact something needs to be improved upon or worked on. The second thing they'll do is irrationally value traits. This is putting value on things one is born with or categories that one identifies with instead of things that are worked on and earned. So what would this look like? This would be like valuing yourself just because you're a male or a female, just because you're black or white or brown or whatever color one identifies with. Could be religion or gender as well. There's nothing wrong with any of these traits, but they just are what they are. Third and lastly, he describes the professional victim whore. This is where they take a certain trait or class and say they're somehow disadvantaged or oppressed in some way because of that trait. Clary is saying this is a coping mechanism to basically remove any fault or blame from themselves and shifting the blame to society. He brings up an interesting principle he calls the reality principle. He defines this as the further removed your decisions are from reality, the less effective they will be. I read this while going through a tough time with one of my rentals. I am in the process of an eviction and trying to think about whether I should sell it or be done with it, or fix it up, and rent it out um, to a new person. I realize I don't really know all the facts. Although I bought this house in 2018, sitting now in 2022 for reference, I have never actually been inside this house. I find myself removed from my financial reality somewhat, 
property manager says it's okay inside, but do I really know? I don't know the condition of the house. So I told my property manager I plan to enter all of the houses next week so I can get a real view of the current statuses, not just for that one house, but for all of them. This will hopefully allow me to make better decisions related to these homes. It's not to say my prior decisions were wrong necessarily, but I just feel that I've become a bit removed from reality and I need a reset so I can appropriately deal with my current situation. If you're listening to this, maybe there's some decision you're about to make that is causing you some anxiety and you can't describe why. Perhaps you're about to make a big purchase and feel like you deserve it, but perhaps also you don't have your financial house in order and don't know where you stand financially. Maybe you're too far removed from your financial reality. I don't know about you, but I'd rather operate in reality than a fantasy. If you feel like you're fat, instead of avoiding the scale, get on the scale and put a plan in order to make effective decisions. Figure out what you know, stay humble, try to learn the things that you don't know, and probably most importantly, always remember that there are many things that you cannot possibly anticipate. Take lockdown from COVID as example A. These ideas will make you a more effective decision maker. I would encapsulate this book with the idea that income inequality is one type of inequality, but there are an infinite number of types of inequalities. Resolving income inequality only removes income inequality from society, but it leaves other aspects on the table, some of which I've mentioned. Skill, excellence, creativity, love, pride, talent, sex, strength. Work on yourself to make yourself the best version of yourself so nice and interesting people will want to spend time with you. I'll leave you with a quote saying, being sane and accepting the reality that you need to improve yourself as a human in order to get other quality humans to spend time with you is the cause of your enjoyable life. A few things I'll take away from this book. I should focus more on skills and relationships and not just getting more money. Skills and relationships can't be taken away, whereas money could theoretically be captured and redistributed. Knowledge and operating in true reality is empowering. Time truly is the one thing I need to prioritize over all else. In fact, I think I'm going to try and outsource editing these episodes so I can acquire a different skill with my newfound time because I think I've gotten enough editing practice. Please join us next week for a riveting discussion of the Grunch of Giants. With that... Please reach out to us at brothersonbooks at gmail.com for any book recommendations or if you'd like to be a guest host for a particular book you have in mind. A great review or rating on whichever platform you're listening to this would be greatly appreciated. And lastly, if you can think of any friend, family member, or coworker that might like this episode, please pass it along. I am Jack Allwile once again, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you.